0: Well, back here with the sectional edition of our Preps Podcast. I'm Kyle Neddenrip and joined by Logan Hunt of the Mick Network. And, uh, Logan, the sectional draw was Sunday and definitely the number one thing I think everybody noticed was the uh, sectional 10 pairing between uh, Lawrence North and Lawrence Central, playing at Lawrence Central. Uh, I think we a lot of people – including myself, probably thought that was going to happen somehow. They'd end up playing right away. Uh, Actually playing on a Wednesday night because it's a seven-team sectional, uh, which means even more people will probably be there. The more more they can get in the gym, uh, by any means, they're going to try to. But uh, that's going to be a fantastic game. Uh, Third meeting between the teams, Lawrence North won early in the year by 10 points uh, at Lawrence Central, and that was a sellout game. It was sold out in the second quarter of the JV game. And then at at the Marion County Tournament at Southport, championship game, uh, won by five. Uh, That one went pretty much right down to the wire uh, in that game. So uh, two good games so far. And uh, the old adage, it's tough to beat a team three times. We'll see uh, how true that is if Lawrence North can do it again. uh, The road will definitely go through Lawrence Central, though, uh, because they're going to have to beat them in that first round. So sets up to be a fantastic atmosphere and environment. Next Wednesday night at Lawrence Central.
1: I mean, how, how, you know, how did we get here? We have Lawrence <laughs> North and Lawrence Central, part three. It's what everyone really wanted, but it's also uh, a little, a little weird to see them just in the first round. That's the one that you thought you would see, maybe a little bit later on, or maybe hope to see in a sectional championship. But we'll take it. First round action between arguably the two best teams in Central Indiana. Mm-hmm. Some might say in the state as well. Uh, I, I think, I think this one. We're gonna see the stars come out. This yeah. is where, like you said, uh, it's gonna be probably standing room only. We're packing shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> Bring everyone, you know, put them on your shoulders, and let's <laughs> let's roll because uh, this is gonna be Indiana basketball at its finest.
0: Yeah, it's one of those that you already know what it's gonna feel like and what it's gonna be like. And, and adding to that too is the six o'clock game. Uh, will be Cathedral and Attics, which is a rematch of the city championship. Uh, Attics won uh, in double overtime, mm-hmm. uh, just you know, about a month ago at uh, at. Tech, so
1: how many players were left? Yeah, there after was after that uh, one.
0: If Addicts had to play a third overtime, I don't think they would have had any guards to bring the ball up the floor because they were they were pretty much out of guards. Everybody had fouled out, and they still managed to win that game. So you're talking about a sectional, a loaded sectional, and then those two teams playing in the in the first game on Wednesday, and then the Tuesday game, uh, Warren Central and Tech. That will feed into the uh, first semifinal on Friday against North Central with the the one team that gets a buy. So uh, all around, you know, I posted something today on on, uh, on Twitter. You know, if you seeded this, what it might look like. And uh, really, there's no easy routes. Even if you seeded the thing, it would be really hard. But uh, the way it is now, North Central probably the the beneficial you know beneficial uh, team out of this that they get the buy. Uh, but still, no easy route for anybody. And uh, North Central's been hot. They're 12 and eight. Uh, played a really really tough schedule Leland Walker's been phenomenal uh, of late uh, Charlie Peterson's been playing his best basketball for them uh, very good team Brian Hahn you know knows what he's doing they seem to be uh, you know kind of buying into what he's what he's coaching now and then Warren Central uh, the team you would likely see uh, in the in the semifinal has rebounded from you know played really well, then slumped, and now back to playing really good basketball again.
1: Absolutely. I mean, Warren Central threw January out the window. They probably destroyed all those tapes. <laughs> and forget it. We're deleting it on huddle. We're done. Let's move forward. Let's get back to when we you know, were on an eight-game win streak, and now they're on a seven-game win streak and uh, are playing some of their best basketball, and uh, I think that that's a team that can really give people a run for their money, and same with North Central, and I think uh, you really have to compliment what coach brian hahn has done there it's real easy to to lose a team after the season that they had last year to come in as a first year coach and and try to win them over and say we're young but we still need to do this we had to do the little things we had to you know get ourselves ready to win when we're ready and it's really hard to do that and the guys are buying in and, and the message getting across and if we're just being honest there's still a lot of talent there at North oh yeah High School.
0: Yeah, there definitely they're definitely is, and I think North Central's a team. Yeah, I covered their game against Warren Central earlier uh, in the season. They, uh, I thought, controlled the game much of that game, and then kind of let it get away from them late. And Warren Central ended up uh, winning that game. Uh, it was a close one at Warren, and uh, and that kind of got Warren going again. Uh, but I think those, you know, any of those uh, those teams could give uh, Lawrence North or Lawrence Central a good game. Uh, and even Tech, Tech, you know, Mosey Barnes has won a lot of uh, tournament games during his run at Howe in Northwest, and uh, now has a has a fairly senior led team uh, there at Tech that uh, you know could pl- could play a, a role as, as a potential spoiler there. So just a just a really good group. We knew it would be uh, going into the season, and, and these teams in Sectional Ten probably turned out to be even better uh, than we thought they were going to be.
1: Absolutely. And, and, and we, you know, we talk about seeding and all that. But like you said, we, if, you, if you do seed it, it's going to be tough no matter what. At some point you got to face these guys and these, these tough teams and try to get through them. And, and you know, they know that as well. With these teams that have played each other multiple times, they're usually on each other's schedules, you know, all the way from Cathedral to attics to Tech to the mixed schools. I mean, they're, they, they're all playing each other, and they, they are familiar with each other. Sectional 10, we know, is just always always the ringer. I mean, you got to get through it. And whoever comes out of it has a good chance at, at, at going far.
0: Absolutely. Also, let's let's uh, take a quick look uh, through some other uh, of the area 4A uh, sectionals this year. And uh, Noblesville is a, always a good one as well. That's going to be a very balanced uh, group there in sectional 8. Uh, probably more balanced than, than usual even because Carmel, uh, not quite as dominant uh, this year. A young team. Knew they would be kind of rebuilding a little bit this year or reloading uh, as it is. But, you know, they get HSC in the first game of that sectional. HSC, I've seen them twice in the last two weeks. Uh, they don't blow you away, I guess, with their talent level. Uh, I mean, they are talented, but not, you know, maybe not the most talented team Brian Satterfield's had. Uh, Mabor Majak is, is playing his best basketball, seven footer, going to Cleveland State. Uh, DeAndre Rhodes, who's a really good football uh, receiver, yeah. uh, plays a good role for him. Uh, Vinny Basilla is, is a good player for him. So they got some they got some good pieces, and they found a way to win these close games, beat Carmel by one point, beat Brownsburg by two, and that got them a piece of the uh, Hoosier Crossroads Conference Championship. Uh, so if there's ever a year, they're, they're fairly veteran, going against a Carmel team that's not very veteran. Uh, so if there's ever a year to, to get Carmel, you know, this may be it. In a, in a sectional that Carmel, over the last, uh, you know, seven, eight years, has really dominated.
1: Yeah, absolutely, but you still those Greyhounds are, are still tough. I, gotta tell, I mean, uh, Coach Osborne in his first two years goes to state and then wins state. That's right? yeah. a guy who knows how to win. Come the postseason, it's a it's a winning culture. But if there was a year, you know, it would be this one with, with the youth on that's on that team, like you said. Uh, and Hampton Southeastern has played some good basketball, and they got them just about a week ago. Uh, they beat them on the last second buzzer. I mean, yep. it, they 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 beat Carmel, and I know they probably left a bad taste in the Greyhound's mouth, but uh, Fishers is playing some good basketball as well. Noblesville is going to be tough up there, you know, kind of playing at home. Uh, it's going to be a tough out with them getting that bye as well. So, uh, like you said, Probably more balanced this year than what we've seen with some of the absence of some of the big time stars. Like there, you know, there's no mm-hmm. John Michael Malloy. There's no Isaiah Thompson. You know, mm-hmm. there, there, no Austin Etherington. Even I mean, there, right. there's not, not these guys there anymore. But there are a lot of really good teams still.
0: Yeah, there are, there are some uh, teams I think like Fisher's who, who can. Uh, has played well all season long, and and, uh, Alex Zilagi, their uh, shooting guard, is is really starting to come on and play well. He was hurt uh, for the early part of the season. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, another sophomore for them. They they really have a nice team this year under Matt Moore. In Zionsville, they unfortunately lost one of their best pieces. Ben Widener uh, tore his ACL, so he's out for the season now. Uh, So they've kind of taken on uh, a hit here in the last two weeks or so. Uh, that's going to be a tough assignment for them to beat Fishers, I think, without him in that Tuesday game. So Tuesday up there, Zionsville Fishers and HSE Carmel back-to-back games. And then Westfield is sitting in a good spot. Mm-hmm. They get the winner of uh, Zionsville Fishers, and Westfield's a team. I saw them. Uh, not too long ago, lose to Fisher's up at Kokomo, part of that basketball day in Indiana uh, event up there. But they were right in that game. Braden Smith, uh, their sophomore guard, has been really, really good. Uh, hit a game winner just last week to beat Franklin Central in a nice win. So, you know they have a, they have a nice team. Probably the, the beneficiary of a of a of a good draw, and uh, get on the opposite side of the bracket from HSC and Carmel. So, you know that's a pretty balanced, pretty good. Uh, uh, sectional there and sectional eight at noblesville and then uh, you know you when you look at sectional looking down uh, Logan to sectional 11 at uh, Southport Uh, Again, Pike, you know, they they are kind of, we thought they would maybe be the team to beat. I think they still are, but they've kind of been struggling here of late, uh, have have slumped a little bit, lost four in a row. Uh, But I still kind of, when I look at the other uh, teams in that sectional, I still kind of like Pike a little bit better than the rest of them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think Pike's still kind of that team to beat, but Ron Colley can always play sleeper there. I mean, they're always a tough out in the tournament, always playing some good basketball and pick up some good wins down the stretch. Ben Davis still has talent, and so does, obviously, Decatur Central. Uh, mm-hmm. But this one maybe feels a little bit more wide open, but everyone, I think, is still chasing Pike. The Red Devils have proven, I think, to be the better team throughout the year. And it's something about Pike that, that always yeah. seems to turn it on come tournament time.
0: And Ben Davis, I think, too, is a team that can, on a, on a given night, you know, give you some trouble. They They're definitely – uh, ha- have the ability to put some points on the board it's just a matter of kind of putting it all together on a given night and you mentioned ron collie i think that is right i think they are a potential sleeper team uh having uh beat franklin central here last week i think that opened some eyes definitely opened mine because i know how good uh the flashes can be are gonna be here in the next uh, year or so uh looking ahead but uh you know it's 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 an interesting sectional i i think that's one i'll definitely have my eye on because even a team like southport you know they have they have some pieces uh like brevin jefferson and, and uh you know ryan lazon and they have some young guys on that team some freshmen who are good players as well they have that's a tough assignment to have to beat ben davis in the opener but you know there's some good teams like decatur central uh you look at kenny tracy and he's their leading all-time scorer in in, in the history of the program so uh, there are some teams there I think that are going to be hungry and uh, and looking to pull an upset and keep their seasons alive there.
1: And, hey, the bottom line is I'm glad to see Southport actually playing in sectionals. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I didn't <laughs> think about that. And hosting it. So, yes. yeah, glad they're part of this uh, experience. Uh, and then also uh, going back up to sectional nine at Muncie Central, we do have some local teams in there. New Palestine is the uh, um, uh, defending champ there. They they played in a regional last year and actually won uh, the regional semifinal against Avon. They've kind of had an up-and-down. Uh, season a little bit. Maximus Gizzy had uh, 40, 41, 41 points the other night, uh, so he's starting to turn it on. Anytime you got a guy like that, that he, <laughs> I, I would uh, pick them, I think, to come out of that central because I know I know he's, he's, a, he's a competitor and he will definitely not want his high school de- career to be over with. They played the winner of Anderson and Mount Vernon. And Mount Vernon just beat New Pal uh-huh. uh, about a week ago, so uh, that's something to keep an eye on there this again this is a very balanced Greenfield Central is a lot better than they've been uh, Richmond is probably the team if you're looking at uh, on paper a potential favorite it's probably Richmond uh, they they've been playing some good basketball beat Lafayette Jeff uh, last week and then uh, Pendleton Heights and Muncie Central that should be a very competitive game on uh, Wednesday night so that's that's always seems like it's a it's a it's a grab bag uh, in that <laughs> sectional sectional nine you just there's always a ton of close games and uh, I think that'll be the same. Uh, this year at Muncie Central.
1: Absolutely. And like I said, Richmond probably is the slight favorite, but you can't overlook New Pal. And I would love to see a, a New Pal uh, mountain Vernon game again. Yeah. I mean, when those two get together, it always seems to get close and be down to the wire. I mean, that's where, you, you know, you need your stars to come out. And Maximus Gizzy is one of those guys when he score 41 points and gets school record now as well. I mean, we're chasing it for points. I mean, he's a guy that has kind of taken over that Dragons program. But uh, still, like you said, it feels like anyone's ball game.
0: In sectional 12, another if you're talking about good first-round uh, matchups, Brownsburg and Avon, the Hendricks County rivals, go at it in the very first game of the sectional at Mooresville. That will be the, the six, 6 o'clock game uh, Tuesday night. So if you want to see some fireworks early on in the tournament, uh, that will ha- – that and kind of a storyline there too is uh, Pierce Thomas was out uh, the game against HSC on Friday night. I talked to him after that game, said he has a, has a little bit of a hamstring pull uh, and if they were playing a sectional that night, he would have played. But just something to kind of keep an eye on. They play tomorrow against uh, Center Grove, and then uh, and like I said, then they have Avon mm-hmm. that first game. And Avon, a very talented team. A team yeah, again, eleven and nine, kind of been up and down uh, a little bit this year. But anytime you can put Jaden Brewer, uh, you know Gabe, Gabe uh, McQuay on the floor together, uh, McNary on the floor together, excuse me, uh, Look out. they have talent. They have a lot of talent and uh i that would not be a total shock to see them pull that upset in the first round
1: and, and i mean what are we doing here we have <laughs> brownsburg and avon in the first round i mean my goodness it's like we picked some of the best matchups that you could just put them all in the first round and said you all just get to play you know tuesday and wednesday just go have fun I mean, these these are what we'd like to see in sectional championship games sometimes not not saying that anyone else couldn't win this sectional but, right. but th- those are two premier teams with a little bit of history be- between between each other
0: absolutely that that should be a very good game. Then Plainfield, uh, they're on the other side of the bracket. They play Terre Haute North in the other game on Tuesday night. I think Plainfield is probably the the next best, if you look at the season, uh, how it's gone, probably next best behind Brownsburg in this sectional. And I really like that team. They're very balanced. Um, you know, They have about seven guys who are between five and 10 points a game, pretty much. Uh, so that's how they win with really good defense and their physical. Uh, but actually, Mooresville beat them. So uh, Plainfield, if they win that, would play Mooresville in the semifinal. And they owe Mooresville because Mooresville beat them <laughs> in a, in a, during the season in an overtime win. So a good win. Mooresville has a good team as well. So uh, there are some teams that will make things interesting. Brownsburg, I think, is the favorite. Uh, but has a tough draw there, like I said, with Avon. And then uh, keep an eye on Plainfield and Mooresville. I think those two teams also uh, could, could make some noise in sectional 12, and Mooresville's hosting it. Uh, so that's a, a benefit, obviously, for the Pioneers as well. And then down in uh, sectional 13, Logan, uh, there's one Mick team down there. Center Grove has not been a great year for the Trojans, uh, record-wise. They're seven and twelve, and they have a tough assignment. Franklin Central, like I said, they uh, have some nice wins this year. Jalen Hooks, of course, the, the good freshman. Uh, Javon Small, their senior or junior guard, excuse me, uh, having a great year as well. Uh, so that's a tough game for Center Grove right off the bat uh, to play the Franklin Central team that has played a, a, a had one of their best seasons in a few years.
1: And Coach Byers is still there, right? I mean, that's a guy who knows yeah. how to win a little yep. bit, or
0: I would say so. Uh, he's
1: a guy that's familiar with, with, the, with the, the lay of the land. So, uh, yeah, definitely going to be a tough out. And, and you know, Franklin Central is a little bit younger. Center Grove has, has a little bit of older team and maybe a little bit more uh, athleticism on the perimeter, but still going to be a tough match. And Center Grove's a team just hasn't been able to find necessarily its winning touch this year. They've kind of got been a little out of sorts. Still a lot of talent on that team. A lot of guys that can really, really score. You know, you have Taven Jackson, Lake McGovernor, but uh, just have to find a way to buckle down defensive. If they want to win against a Franklin Central team that likes getting up and down the floor.
0: Yeah, and this is a, a sectional where, you know, the, some of these teams play a little bit different schedules. Center uh, Grove plays probably a tougher schedule uh, than, than a lot of the teams in this sectional. Uh, but, you know, I, I think this is maybe a year Franklin Central can can get that win. And uh, if they win that, that would be the second game on Tuesday night. The first one is Greenwood against Whiteland. And uh, I, I saw Greenwood earlier this year, and I, I think Whiteland's a lot better than their 5-15 and uh, 15 record would show. Played a lot of close games this year. But I like that Greenwood team. A uh, little bit unusual. They play more of an inside-out. Type of game which you don't see as much anymore. Old yeah, old school style. They don't shoot a ton of threes, uh, but they're they're a, a very a kind of deliberate team, I guess. Kind of slow things down, and uh, if you get behind on them, it's it's hard to come back against them. Uh, they haven't won a sectional in a long time, so maybe this could be a year for them uh, to get through in that sectional thirteen. At uh, Shelbyville is hosting that this year, so uh, that looks like a pretty good field as well.
1: Yeah, and why not? I mean, this this is the year to do it when uh, maybe you don't have as many all stars around Indiana. This is a team that you might be able to to break through. It's start twenty twenty. Why not start the decade off right?
0: <laughs> and then looking, uh, just want to mention too, section of fourteen. Uh, is at uh, Columbus North, and uh, that's where Bloomington South is. They're the undefeated number one team uh, in the state uh, right now. They play uh, Columbus East in the first round, and then would play uh, Columbus North, which is probably the next best team in that sectional. So, you know, that would be in the semifinal round. Probably the biggest uh, stumbling block for Bloomington South. Uh, would be that Columbus North team uh, in the sectional semifinal. So, you know, when you kind of look ahead in the tournament, what's Bloomington South's route going to be, uh, that may be their toughest game, uh, you know, to get out of the sectional at least. And then the regional, you know, you, you throw some teams out there down in, in that regional that have been really good uh, the last few years, that, that regional down at Seymour, uh, has been tough. That's where Center Grove came out of last year. Uh, had to beat Bloomington South uh, to get out of there. You know, of course, you had the Romeo, New Albany teams uh, there for years. Uh, Floyd Central is a team that can come out of that Seymour sectional. They're in the same sectional with New Albany. I've seen Jeffersonville play. They have they have some really good players like Trey Coleman uh, on that team, and and uh, probably three Division One players are on that on that Jeffersonville mm-hmm. team. So. Uh, There's some good teams to come out. You know, Evansville writes as Christian Lander down in sectional 16. Uh, so you've got some good teams. Bloomington South could see uh, in the regional. I think they'll get through the sectional. Columbus North will give them a challenge, but uh, that regional won't be easy to get out of.
1: <laughs> no, no, it won't. It, some people think it's just a cakewalk down there, and it's yeah. not at all. I mean, anytime you see a Central Indiana team go down there for a regional, it's always close. It's always competitive. But... Uh, you know the best of them can play down there. This is this is the state of Indiana for crying out loud! I mean, everyone can <laughs> shoot, everyone can play, everyone can defend, everyone can hit free throws. I mean, this is this is what it's about. And, and I would love for for Anthony Leo to make his way up here. I think that'd be good for the state of Indiana to to see him play some more. I think uh, there are a lot of unknowns with him in Central Indiana because uh, you know we we have talent right in front of us with guys like you know Perkins, and Sear McMahon, Pack and Davis, guys mm-hmm. like that. That maybe he gets overlooked a little bit. It's hard to say that to an IU commit, but you know, I would like. Just don't see him as much. Exactly, I'd like to see him get a little more exposure and see Bloomington South in action.
0: Yeah. What do you think? I mean, as as we look, we talked about Mr. Basketball uh, two weeks ago on on the on the podcast. But you know, as we talked about it, you know, there's only one team that's going to come out of that sectional (laughs) ten sectional. So I was curious to ask you, what do you think if if you know, I know since McMahon for sure. They have to get out of the sectional for him to have any, because he's kind of a long shot, probably anyway. Uh, you know, if Tony Perkins or you know Dre Davis and and Pack lose in the sectional, do you think they'll have a chance still to 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 be Mister Basketball?
1: Uh, it depends on where they lose. Uh, yeah. You know, if Dre Davis and Nigel Pack and that Lawrence Central team lose to Lawrence North in the first round, I think Tony Perkins could all but uh, eliminate them from, from contention uh if if your team goes out there and beats this you know these two guys teams three times that's hard that's hard to overlook um you know but but if they beat lawrence north and then they lose to you know warren north central cathedral christmas attics whatever uh then all of a sudden it gets a little tricky it gets it gets a little (laughs) bit more tricky there uh i think tony Perkins right now is the front runner it's it's his he kind of controls his destiny so to speak in, in that sense but uh, I think whoever comes out of sectional 10 will greatly increase their chances of of gaining Mr. Basketball.
0: I went over and saw Lawrence Central play Howe on Saturday, and not a, not a great game. Howe is, is not to that level, uh, but I thought Dre Davis was, was playing really well. Uh, and, uh, you know, he looks like a guy who's completely locked in uh, to, to – uh, to doing something special, and <laughs> Nigel Pack is too. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I I think they're going to be ready. Whether they can beat LN or not, I mean, I think it's a toss-up type of game. Well, sure. And uh, but a lot writing on that, you know. As we as you talk, Mr. Basketball, and, and you know all the things that kind of go with it. But you got to win that game first, and then you know everything will kind of play out from there. But. Uh, I just, you know, still, I I remember when North Central, back in the day when, uh, 2012, when they played uh, Gary Harris and that HSC team, and it was kind of the same deal where it was, uh, I don't even, I think it was still February 28th or 29th or whatever, (laughs) so I, I remember writing that. You know what? What a shame! One of those teams has to go home, and it's not even March yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this was, yeah. I think it was the Tuesday of, of the start of sectionals, oh. and Harris made that shot and sent North Central home uh, early. But uh, you know, it's it's the way it is. I mean, the the draw is what it is. I, I'm not sure, you know, it's it's ever going to change or whatever. But uh, you know, I I always thought I'd like to have a tournament where you play the best games towards the end, or have those teams have an opportunity to play towards the end mm-hmm. against each other. But uh, i'm not you know for for the sake of my season doesn't end i keep I keep covering games so uh it's not it's not you know anything that affects me necessarily but uh it will make for a great environment uh, right out of the gate
1: absolutely absolutely it will and like i said there there's so many so many games that you should go out and attend to justin the the first of the the first of the sectionals whether it's Tuesday or Wednesday and check out some of the top action you'll see there's some rivalries going on and some of the best basketball that you're gonna see and I do agree with you I wish some of these teams would face each other maybe a little bit later You set it up that way and and, I, and I'm very much more so just for rewarding that regular season as well mm-hmm. um, you know something as simple as Lawrence Central. Is hosting the sectional and Lawrence North has to go there when they've beaten that team twice. I right. mean, there there is a home court advantage there, and, and that just doesn't sit right with me necessarily. Uh, so, I you know, I'm not commissioner, nor do I play one on TV, <laughs> and nor have they asked me. But you know, if 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 I could change something like that, it was something I would seriously consider looking at. Yeah,
0: let's go through. I don't want to shortchange the some of the other area uh, sectionals either. Uh, there are some some interesting ones at the. Uh, at this Class Three A level, where Danville, I think, has been a team all year that we've kind of had our eye on, uh, seen them play a couple times, and, and that is a very tough sectional at Greencastle, uh, sectional twenty-five. Uh, Danville play Monrovia. Josh Smith has been, uh, you know, putting up all kinds of points and doing everything for Monrovia. He's going to Stetson next year uh, against Dylan Ware and that uh, Danville team. Danville is more – they're kind of that way, too. They're kind of an inside-out type of team. Uh, don't shoot it great from three, but uh, a lot of times it doesn't matter because they, <laughs> they uh, clean up on the interior. Uh, but that's not an easy route for them. They win that uh, Wednesday game against Monrovia. They would play uh, the winner of Crawfordsville and Tri-West, most likely be Tri-West, and then uh, potentially in the uh, championship play a Greencastle team that will be hosting and uh, and also a very good team uh, that, that – uh, has had a lot of success this year. I actually covered Danville at Greencastle early this year, and Danville edged them uh, pretty late in that game. So uh, Danville's a team I think that could, could make a serious run this year, uh, but not an easy route for them to get out of that sectional 25.
1: No, it never is. And this you know, once again, another loaded sectional where uh, whoever wins that usually gets a little further in the tournament and does pretty well. And uh, right out the gate, like you said, have some good games with Monrovia and Danville. It'll be interesting to see uh, exactly – how that happens they have the late game as well so you know that gym's gonna be packed
0: yeah it should be a lot of fun greencastle if you have never been there it's a yeah. great gym too mm-hmm. i actually took my kids up to frankfurt by the way on a saturday night <laughs> i'd never that never uh, been to a game there uh, uh sorry to say and i so i took them there and i'd been in the gym before but seeing uh seeing a game there where uh, blue chips was filmed yeah. was, it was a cool experience and my kids are like why are these guys called the hot Dogs?" <laughs> yeah. I I'm not sure exactly, but it's a it's a cool name. It's a cool, very cool gym though. It's a roundhouse style, yes. uh, very neat gym. Uh, also in in uh, locally in uh, sectional 27 and 3A, Garen Catholic and Berbuff uh, kind of right right away. That'll be interesting. I think Berbuff this year has a team that could make a run too, under Todd Howard. Uh, they always play a really tough schedule. And three is a little bit more under the the realignment this year. Uh, you know Addix goes away into 4A and the rest of the sectional's kind of fall out to where they're a little bit more balanced uh, than they have been in the past uh, with with uh, you know not so many great teams all in one sectional so uh, possibly a little bit easier run for uh, Burbuff this year but they don't get an easy run in the first game cuz Garen's very good
1: I tell you what, it always seems like Garen and Burbuff just gravitate towards each like other. Like football, Whether, too. Football, <laughs> basketball. It just seems like they're always gravitating towards each other. We get a first round matchup with these two teams. I mean, they they know each other very well, but and yeah, not 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 an easy task for Burbuff if they want to get through that sectional. We got to open up and be ready to play.
0: And then a much improved Bishop Chittard team is it would await the winner of that game. So that mm-hmm. that that sectional at Short Ridge is very uh, heavy uh, on that side of the bracket. Lebanon kind of gets the benefit there on the other side uh, with Manual and Short Ridge. So uh, pretty beneficial there for uh, for Lebanon at Indian Creek to Beech Grove. Uh, they're a, a very good team this year. On the other side of the bracket, from Indian Creek, those two teams probably uh, the two favorites there. Indian Creek will host that uh, sectional, though, and I think a sleeper there is Ritter. Uh, have not had a great year record-wise, but uh, I think they're a potential team. They only lost to Beach Grove by one point a week ago. Uh, so I think Ron Moore's team has a chance to maybe spring an upset there. Uh, they get Speedway in the first round, and then would play uh, Beach Grove actually in the uh, in the second round. So, uh, chance for Ritter to uh, you know possibly pull an upset there but i think beach grove i kind of like beach grove to uh, take that one this year and then uh, sectional 24 too at newcastle hamilton heights and gus etchison uh, he's been a great story all year of course his father tony passed away in the in the fall in the uh, farming accident and uh, he's had a great year coming back from that, you know, a tragedy in his life, and, and had a great season as a junior. Uh, they play the host, Newcastle, in the first round. Delta is the other team in there that is, is always very good, and again, uh, they are in 3A as well. So uh, that'll be a, a, a one to watch at Newcastle. Always have great crowds out there for uh, that sectional, and then down in 2A, probably the the team that's been one of the better teams in the area uh, this year has been University, and they're over at Heritage Christian. And uh, that's that's a, that'll be an interesting one. How I'm going to be writing about them later this week, going through their last season as a school. So uh, that's that's a unique situation there. Uh, they play Covenant Christian. And we saw Covenant Christian Logan make the, uh, the semifinals of the city tournament. And, uh, you know, University in there, that's always balanced. Park Tudor is, is in that one as well. So it should be a really uh, balanced, good sectional at uh, Heritage Christian in sectional 42.
1: Yeah, always balanced, always strong. And some of those schools get, get going early. And like you said, with Hal, I mean, that, that's just, that's going to be very emotional.
0: Yeah. Yeah, how, unfortunately, all these city schools seems like we've had uh, leave in the last year. Arlington, Broad Ripple, Mm -hmm. uh, Northwest, um, you know, manuals kind of up in the air is what's going to happen to them. John Marshall went away. So the city has completely changed uh, here in the last uh, few years, unfortunately. And uh, just a quick aside, you know, if you want to get to a game uh, that's going to be a packed house or I don't even know if you can get a ticket for it, but Blackford – and uh, Luke mm-hmm. Brown, they're going to be hosting sectional 39, and they they if they can get through to the championship game, potentially play Tipton, uh, that may be the most attended Oof. game in the state on a Saturday night. Tipton always has great crowds, uh, always follows their teams uh, uh, really well. I saw that was actually the team I saw at uh, Frankfurt the other night, and uh, they're a good good group. And uh, that that would be a great game. Blackford and Tipton, two of the better teams in Class Two A this year. And look
1: out for Luke Brown. That's that's a guy that can light it up.
0: Yeah, if they make a run in the tournament, that would be fun just to kind of see that how that uh, would progress uh, throughout the tournament. And a guy who can score about I think he's averaging thirty. Last night, look thirty two point <laughs> five points a game. So you uh, know, I, we'll give I, him thirty three. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't even think I could do that on in video games, but uh, that that's something <laughs> something else. Um, and then in one A, you know, there's a there. We always have a few uh, strong one A teams. Probably the strongest one this year is uh, Greenwood Christian, coached by the uh, former uh, uh, Center Grove star Johnny Marlin. And uh, Greenwood Christian lost their first game of the year uh, to University the other day, Saturday afternoon. Uh, but they play at Lutheran and twenty two and one this year. Uh, they. Providence Crystal Ray is another good team in that sectional, uh, but Greenwood Christian to me looks like a team that could be playing for a you know semi-state uh, against Reeve down the line. I could I could definitely see that that matchup happening.
1: Right, Reeve always tough, and that's a team that is always there, always ready to go. Uh, but Greenwood Christian, that, that's a fun story right there. Those guys, uh, you know, taking down Center Grove in the in the county tournament as well, and Johnny yep. getting a little revenge on you know his home his alma mater. So. You know, that, that's that's something to watch out for. It's a really good team as well.
0: Yeah, they've they played a really tough schedule, beating some good teams. Beat Greenwood, we mentioned them earlier, uh, beat them twice this year. So that shows you how <laughs> legit uh, that Greenwood Christian is this year. So uh, we're going to wrap it up there. Logan, I know we're going to be out uh, covering these uh, sectionals here next week. What do you – what kind of pops off the page to you when you look forward to uh, next week? I'm sure sectional 10 probably is, is right at the top of the list.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, sectional 10. is That's where the make network will be. We'll be covering that Lawrence Central-Lawrence North game and then the semifinals on Friday and the championship on Saturday as well. It's going to be packed house. I expect full crowd uh, attending that one. Uh, whether you're from Lawrence Township or not, it's going to be packed. Uh, that That's the big one there. and. Uh, but another one, like you said, Carmel and Hamilton Southeastern. What's going to happen up there? You know, yeah. The Greyhounds, are they susceptible to another loss to the other Royals, or are they going to get some revenge? Uh, that's something to keep our eye out for. And uh, just looking out for Pike and Ron Colley as well in, in terms of the Mick realm.
0: Yeah, the Mick is – there's a lot of interesting things in the Mick for sure, and, and you know most of them will be by the wayside by the uh, regional. <laughs> They're going to beat each other up, as they always do. Uh, but, yeah, I, the schedule is going to work out for me. I think I'm going to be able to see that uh, HSE Carmel game on Tuesday and then head over to LC on Wednesday night. So thank the uh, scheduling gods for uh, making a seven-team <laughs> sectional at uh, LC now uh, to where I can do that. But I do have a uh, – I, I, called Ryan Bannis today and and I've got a spot I think so I I think I'm good to get in the door at least at uh, LC so it should be a great week Uh, really looking forward to it I think sectional week's you know, I like each each round has kind of its own personality, but sectional yes. week is definitely, I think, the most uh, you know jam-packed, fun week of basketball of the season.
1: I mean, it's like any tournament. The first round is where you want to see upsets. You want to see if the big dogs can get through because if you can escape sectionals, you have a really good chance of progressing mm-hmm. into state finals. But you know, I mean, winning uh, you know three games or four games in, in a couple days—that's tough to do. Yeah, it's real tough to do.
0: And the fun thing about sectional—it's rivals, neighbors, yes. you know, teams who know each other at LCLN, for example, three times in one year. Township. uh, Civil War. Yeah, Civil War. These teams know each other so well. Uh, So that will be uh, quite a ramped-up environment next week, as a lot of places will be. Uh, So look forward to that. And, uh, of course, we'll have Logan and the the Mick Network. We'll have a lot of coverage. We'll have, of course, a lot of coverage at the Indy Star. Uh, So look for that as well. But, again, thanks, Logan, uh, for coming on the podcast.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, we'll talk to you next time on the Preps Podcast.